Welcome back. I am going to be talking about the diet trap today. And I'm sure you read the title and are like, the diet trap. Isn't she a personal trainer? Doesn't she like train people? And isn't that like part of it is the nutrition? Yes and no. So diet, if you actually look up the word, it literally just means your food intake. I can say to someone, what's your diet look like? And that doesn't mean that they're dieting, that they're low calorie, that they're keto, that they're anything. I'm literally asking, what is the food that you like to eat? That's what I'm saying by diet. But when I am referring to the diet trap, it is a concept that I am seeing perpetuated in the media, on social media, in movies, in stories, at the gym, all over the place where people think the only way for me to lose fat is to slash my food intake. And so today I'm going to discuss that. I'm going to give you an example. I'm even going to have a client on and have her talk about how I actually raised her food intake and she saw really great changes. So I'm really excited to talk about the diet trap. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. Now, I know I've done a ton of episodes about reverse dieting and calorie deficits, and I almost mention it in majority of my podcast episodes, but that's because I'm seeing it run rampant. I'm seeing it hurt females and males and just people in general, and I'm seeing it be a major struggle in someone's ability to actually reach their fitness goals. And so I kind of want to break down what's happening. Now, typically, what we all hear is that, well, if you want to lose fat, you need to do calories in versus calories out. And yes, that is effective. That is true. But you need to understand that it is not true for everyone. If someone is eating a normal diet, normal amount of calories, sitting well above 2,000 calories, and they cut down to a short-term cut, a couple hundred calories, they will see changes. Where the issue is coming in is we've all been taught in magazines and everything we read is, okay, you should eat 1,200 calories. You should eat 1,100 calories. You should eat 1,300, 1,400 calories. That is a cut. That is not what you're supposed to eat day in and day out. And what's happening is people are living in this diet trap, in this deficit day in and day out. And then they're wondering, why am I yo-yo dieting? Why am I not able to lose weight? Why am I actually gaining weight? And it's all because you are at a deficit for too long. You've fallen into the mainstream diet trap, which doesn't talk about maintenance, which doesn't talk about your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, which doesn't talk about how the body digests foods and it needs certain proteins, fats, and carbs to be able to do its job and to build muscle and to lose weight. So we're going to kind of talk about that, and I'm going to give you a couple examples today. I'm also going to highly suggest that you go back and listen to episode 10, When a Calorie Deficit Backfires, and episode 11 on reverse dieting, because they're going to be very, very helpful in helping spread this concept, because I think it's really important. I have a client right now who came to me, and I want you to 
put yourself in her shoes and say, does this sound like me? Am I doing this? Or do I feel these feelings? And part of this is advocating for your own health. But she came to me and when someone signs up with me, I have them send me a food journal because I like to see what's going on because I need to see what the current diet is to decide if someone needs a reverse diet or to decide if someone needs a true short-term cut to be able to have success. She sent me her charts, her food charts, and I could tell she was drastically under eating. She weighs 230 pounds. She was under eating, and we talked a little bit, and she was feeling discouraged, and she was having some issues with binging and just feeling a little bit like a loss of control and not knowing what to do because the weight just continued to come on, and she was just downtrodden. So I looked over her charts, and I said, the issue is you're actually under eating. You're actually not fueling your body enough to do what it wants, which is creating these binge cycles. So we are going to raise your daily intake. So with a binge cycle, what is happening is someone is typically um, under eating for a period of time and then overeating for a period of time. It's normally a short window. Someone could under eat all week long and then binge on Saturday or Sunday. Someone could under eat all day and then binge in the evening, overeat. And by binging, it doesn't always mean like you're seriously at like a crazy buffet. It just means you feel a little bit of a loss of control in what you're having and like the urge or cravings to like have more food. And sometimes even with this, it turns emotional and we start eating even though we know we're already full because we feel restrictive in these low-calorie diets and like being told we can't eat food. When you're told something over and over again, that's all you want to do. So we're being told that, and then sometimes we're not even hungry, and we're like, I don't even care. This cookie tastes good. But the problem is the cookie actually loses its flavor and its enjoyment because we're just going through the motions because we're told we can't have it, so we overdo it. So this under-eating, overeating cycle can vary from a few days, a few weeks, you know, a couple days, and it it just can go over time and it's different for everybody. I would say a very common one is to undereat for a few days and then binge. Normally people have a binge once a week, but again, that window can be much higher or much lower. So for her, she was having these issues. So I said, I'm going to raise your intake daily. So instead of having, you know, a low calorie diet every day and then binging one day a week, I am going to raise your calories every single day. And I explain how I do that in the reverse diet episode. So I raised her numbers every day and her food intake was higher every single day of the week than what it had been. After four weeks, she had lost 11 pounds eating more food. I'm literally going to say that again. After four weeks, she had lost 11 pounds eating more food. So she went from 230 to 219 pounds. In that email the next week after we had that four-week check-in, I was super excited for her. I was like, look, see, you just weren't eating enough to like help reduce the binging and to help feel balanced during the week and to fuel your BMR and your metabolism. She came back to me a little while later and said, I just saw my doctor and he has changed my macros. Her doctor had slashed her macros and had literally cut her carbs down to basically zero, as little as possible. I was furious, to say the least. I talked about this in my stories, actually. Right after this happened, I talked about it in my stories, and I was, like, raging, actually, <laughs> only because I care so much about this. I care so much about making women feel empowered, and taking people's calories away isn't always the way to do it. And so... You know, she said he's he's cut this down. And what made me upset as an outsider is 
He took her back to where she was eating before me, back to that lower number. I had bumped her numbers up and she had lost weight because she was fueling her body properly. She was feeling confident. She was having less cravings because she was not binging or feeling out of control, which helped her self-esteem as well. Because a lot of times when we do those things, when we binge or when we have cravings and we give in to them, we feel like, oh, it was my willpower. My willpower gave out. Willpower is crap when your diet is not set up correctly because it doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to be able to have the willpower if your body, if your metabolism is like, hey, Martha. I'm dying over here. You're not feeding me enough. I'm going to make you crave sugar like a wild animal, and we're just going to go with it. So you have to realize willpower is not real when your diet is not set up correctly. It's set up for failure. So he cut her calories back down, and I was upset because then she went back to a standstill, back to where she was discouraged, back to all those things. I ended up writing her back and suggesting that she stay on the higher calorie amount because I felt like it was good for her mentally to be able to see she can succeed at something and she can make progress and she can let go of some of that weight she doesn't need. And ended up helping her physically because the truth is if we have a lot of excess weight and we start to lose it, our bones will feel better. Our joints will feel better. If we're pre-diabetic, that goes away. It can help improve our blood pressure, our hypertension. It can make our heart stronger, our lungs stronger. So many things. So many things matter about health more than just a silly number on a scale, but are really linked to true health. And so for me, she felt better physically and she felt better mentally because it was improving her relationship with food. The doctor had put her at about 1,300 calories. Now, let me say this loud and clear. Someone who is 230 pounds does not belong on 1,300 calories ever. When this is happening, you are hurting your BMR. That is your basal metabolic rate. Even anyone at any weight, if you are under eating. So that's just a, a very firm example. But if you are under eating, you are hurting your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. That means that your metabolism slows down. When your metabolism slows down, it's slowing down because there's less food coming in and your body is like, oh, I need to slow down so that I'm digesting things slower so I don't run out of energy. So that's why it's slowing down. When this happens and you do eat a cookie or you do eat a slice of pizza or you do eat things that people eat, like everybody eats those things, like that's normal. Like I know sometimes we think people we see who are into fitness, we're like, oh no, they don't eat that. Yes, they do. Like someone said to me the other day, Someone sent me a DM and they were like, oh, I know you probably never eat pizza. And I literally was like, oh, that's cute. You think that, but that's incorrect. <laughs> People do. That's normal. It's about moderation. Moderation is huge. It's about eating 80% whole foods and 20%, you know, some freedom there. And I believe in that full heartedly. And that's what I teach my clients. And I believe they can have success that way. But what's happening is when you do eat that slice of pizza and you slow down your metabolism because you were under eating all week, your metabolism slowly digest that food, not as fast. So it's not as thorough. This is also why muscle is forgiving. If you have more muscle on your body, your, your metabolism moves faster, which means when you do eat things that aren't as healthy, your body is able to chomp through it faster. It's able to digest it faster. It's able to break it down and move it to the muscles and move it where it needs to go. So it's effective to have muscle and it's effective to have food to fuel the muscle. Another side point to this is when you eat food and you tend to undereat, your body is always going to protect itself. 
Literally, the body is amazing. God knew what he was doing when he made the body, and he made it to protect itself. So what happens is oftentimes your body will store weight because it wants to protect itself. It says, I don't know when I'm going to get enough food again because she's under fueling for the next four days. So I'm going to store this food. And because her metabolism's slower, she's more likely to store or he's more likely to store. So that's how you can put on weight. So oftentimes people say, I'm putting on weight. And then they try to eat less and less. And then they binge and they're discouraged about the binging or overeating. And then they're putting on weight. And the problem is with a slow metabolism and restoring weight, anytime that they eat more food, even a normal amount of food, their body's going to struggle to digest it and store it as fat on the body. So that's why it's so important to not just constantly try to eat as little as possible. And while I am not bashing doctors, I love doctors. I think they're fantastic. I've seen this happen over and over again. And at some point we have to be able to say like, my body deserves better than that. I need to fuel my body because I love my body because I want to run. I want to jump. I want to play with my kids. And I can't do that when I am under eating large amounts. And a lot of times we're not even recognizing it. But some of the signs that you're under eating, I'm going to give you some signs. A, you have cravings. You have binging like we talked about. There's a lot of brain fog. You're ignoring hunger signals. If you have hunger signals and you're worried that your hormones are off, get your hormones checked. That's huge because there can be hormones that are off that affect our hunger signals. And obviously sleep can affect our hunger signals, but you have to be aware of that as well. Like, am I just ignoring that? I've had people say to me, I don't even know how to tell when I'm hungry because they've trained their body. They've trained themselves to ignore their body. Like, I don't even know how to recognize it. So brain fog, hunger signals, agitation, um, thin hair, poor skin. Those are all signs that like you're actually probably under fueling. But the problem is you're always only paying attention to the times you overeat thinking that's a problem. It's not. It's actually the opposite. Now, short-term cuts in a diet when someone is not under eating, when they're just eating a maintenance amount, like the amount of food that they need to run their BMR, which is their basal metabolic rate, and to do exercise and to lift their lifestyle, doing a short-term cut when someone is at maintenance works. It works like a champion and you have to set up the macros correctly so they're not hungry. I don't believe in being hungry. I believe that backfires every single time, no matter what. So it's a question I ask my clients, if you're hungry three days in a row, you better let me know because we're going to bump up your calories if you're not on your period because you have to be aware that can affect it too. But it's important to be aware of that, like hunger and and knowing those things. But a short-term cut can work. But being aware, if you are always yo-yo dieting and you are having some of those symptoms I talked about, that the problem might be that you actually need to increase your calories. I used to read Verse Diet about 20% of my clients. And over the last three or four years, it has switched to about 30 to 40%. And I know that's because of media and social media and interactions and people are just trying everything they can. And the only thing we ever learn is calories in versus calories out, which is correct. But there is a point where that backfires. And so it's definitely increasing. I had a client who I'm going to interview Yvette, and I reverse dieted her a couple years ago, and I'm going to have her tell her story now. Yvette, I am so happy that you were willing to join me on the podcast today. <laughs> well, thank you for asking. I'm so happy to be here. So I was, please. <laughs> I was thinking about this episode and I was like, I'm going to have Yvette on because <laughs> when Yvette came to me a long time ago, 
as you guys know, I read my emails on my treadmill a lot while I'm walking because <laughs> I have ADD and I get distracted really easily. <laughs> and so that helps me stay focused. I, I'm not going fast, but it helps me read. And then I use Siri to respond. And I remember when I read her very first email when she was starting, she said a coach had told her like, you're just a big car with a small engine and like <laughs> you can't get you can't lose weight. You can't basically be in shape. And I remember like reading that email and like, I, I like teared up. I like started crying because I was <laughs> like, that's, that is false. Like that mm. is a terrible coach to just tell mm. her, like, you're a big car with a small engine. There's nothing you can do. You're always going to have excess weight. Mm -hmm. And it like broke my heart for you. And I have never forgotten. <laughs> I have never forgotten that because it like burned Aww. my heart. I wanted to find that trainer and be like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't even like I was not like, I've never been, I mean, when I was 60, I, I have a whole story and that's, that's a whole other day. Well, that that's why we're talking. here. I want to know what you experienced like before me, like, what did you think oh. about fitness and health and how to like be in shape and stuff? What did you How experience? long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> so with me, I've had a, a, I'll try to put it in a very short, cause this is a very long story, but let's just say I was born a small kid, normal kid, whatever. My mother is from central Italy. We ate super healthy. When I was 12, we went to, I worked at a daycare center and I saw food that I'd never seen before, like French toast, grilled cheese. And I inhaled this and went from this normal sized kid to, and, and everybody's body is different. Everybody's weight is different, but I was 220 pounds and a size 18 when I was 15 years old. Okay. And I remember like thinking like, oh my gosh, what has happened to me? And, and just had this wake up call one day and I did, I don't know if you remember the Cindy Crawford and Tony Little videos. Oh yeah. Like that was, <laughs> yes. That was my intro to fitness. And I was like, I'm going to be just like Cindy Crawford. <laughs> hey, it's better than the Jane Fonda video. <laughs> you know, we've all had them. So, um, from that, that was kind of like, where like, okay, I want to do this. Like I would go for walks after school. Like I wanted to be healthy. I lost the weight and whatever. And then I remember I'd put on the freshman 15 and then some and graduated, still had a little extra weight, whatever. And I was like, oh, if you, from what I've read, if you eat less, you'll lose more. Like, okay. And then it was a downward spiral. And we had also opened our own family business and I got very stressed out and I went down to a size zero. I was probably about a 10 when that started, like a zero. And I because remember, you read everything that social media and magazines back then, I guess those magazines were magazines, like, eat less, yeah. eat less, eat less, eat less. Yep. And we're like, okay, that's yeah. how you do it. It said nothing about actually eating less and then eating more to save no, your metabolism. It was, just like, it was just eat less. You just keep going. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, this needs to stop because I remember I was like, this is just, it wasn't even like it was a, like a, a really crazy small amount, but I was like, no, this is, this is too much. How did you feel when you were that small compared? Because like, that's not really your bone frame. Like, no, I mean, I'm five, small? seven. I'm like a, I'm yeah. a small person. So yeah, you're like it, me, like we're, we're a little, we're not, we're taller girls. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, that was the thing. And I have, I, I carried all in my booty. And so I got so thin, like, it's like my, my shoulder blades were like just coming my collarbone, you know, but I think for me personally too, it was really, I didn't, I don't want to say body dysmorphia. It wasn't that, but I just didn't see myself from what other people saw. You know, I didn't yeah. see the 
drastic difference because I was just like, I'm still eating though. What are you guys talking about? I'm just eating a little less, like not, not crazy. Yeah. You didn't look at it as under eating because you're like, I'm eating every day. Yeah. But you just, yeah. you didn't look at it because you looked, I remember being younger and thinking, well, I'm not not eating, I'm eating. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. you don't recognize like that no. you're not eating enough because that's never exactly. a thought process. That's no, not, and that's, that's not thing. a thought process. No. And that's the thing, especially like you're saying, you know, magazines and as women, nobody ever tells you that like enough. There's never enough. Everything promotes eat less. What's this diet? What's this week's fad diet? What's next? You know? And so then I remember, you know, I was like, no, this has to stop. And so I sought out a trainer. Um, and he was like, and I remember everybody like in the gym, no, you look great. You look great. And it was the only one that came up to me was like, no, Yvette you're, come on, we got to do something. And I was like, finally, somebody like, cause I get it too. I see it. You know, yeah. I mean, being five, seven, my arms, I felt like they were like spaghetti and they went down to my ankles, you know? Yeah. Um, and so finally, you know, we got back to, to, to something normal and whatever. And then I think because of the fact that you always felt like it was this up, down, up, down, up, down that I never knew. Okay. Well, when is the point you're supposed to stop? When is the point where you're supposed to eat more? What is the point where it's like, okay, the 12, the 13, the 14, whatever the diet, like I said, of the day tells you to do. When is it like, okay, like I'm okay here. Like, I feel like as women too, there's never a point where it's like, okay, what are you going to do to maintain? You know, there's always, you have to eat in that deficit. I feel that nobody ever tells you what's the next step, you know? Yeah. And I think we get, um, so obsessed with change that we don't even see the beauty sometimes of where we are. Like you, you had like maybe put on some muscle and we're looking like a good healthy size, Yeah, but we don't even see that sometimes. No, Um, you're chasing. We don't even recognize it. Yeah. We're always chasing. You're always looking, you're never living present. You're always living future. No, no. I'm going to hold that one with me. I'm going to write that one down too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, so it was that. And then I got very into fitness. I also became a trainer and blah, 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 blah. So then fast forward, I had my son, I had a C-section, which I was a, I was a CrossFit athlete for um, a handful of years there and got pregnant. And I, I trained my entire pregnancy. I was deadlifting the day before I had him. And then I remember I had him and I was like, this is the one thing nobody tells you. Like I looked in the mirror and I was like, who is this person? Like I, this is not me. And I was just, I don't know how it came up. I was just sitting through Instagram and I was like, whoa, who is this lady? I was like, she's got a number of kids. One of them was like a set of twins. I was like, and look <laughs> at her. And I was like, and not only that, cause sometimes you never know what to trust, but you look at her, she looks fab. And then you've got all this whole page devoted to all these people who've done her program as well. I was like, okay, we need a piece of this. We need to see what's going on. And, and that was that. And um, yeah. And that so was, I remember when you, when you started with me, you were normal build. I mean, you felt like you wanted to lose some weight, but you were stuck because you were at that point after your baby, mm-hmm. you were trying to go back into like, which I assume you knew from before when you got really small, I'm just going to eat less and less, but it wasn't working this time. No, I, I actually, it was funny because I had been on, this is the sad part about it. I had been on so many like macro counting programs, diets or whatever that I almost didn't know what to do. I was like, somebody needs to Oh, since to having the me. baby, you had been on like multiple things. No, 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 no. But like, I, because before I had the baby, like I knew like, okay, during those nine months, you know, you eat a little bit more and I, you know, yeah. I gained 25 pounds, like I had the healthiest pregnancy. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it was like, after I was like, what do I do now? Like, yeah. which program do I pick from? What am I yeah. supposed to? And also too, 
well, during my pregnancy, I was keto. That was the other thing. That's right. I was keto. And I decided like, this is enough. This is not long-term for me. Um, yeah. It's not something that I feel my best on. I so forgot that you weird. were on keto. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, right. I remember now you're on keto. And so when you yeah. came, your charts were super low and you were yeah. eating like zero carbs and you were doing yes. CrossFit. And I was like, oh, yeah. sister, <laughs> sister, you need some food. <laughs> you need yeah. some carbs for your weights and you yes. need some food. And I remember yes. that now. Yeah, because I was like, I'm ready to do this. And and it was like, literally, like, as I was, I remember writing that too. And I was like, okay, like deep breath. You can do this. I'm just putting myself all into her hands. I trust her, you know? And, and, and then that was when you just said, you know, okay, we're going to reverse diet you. And I think that's the one thing too, is when people, whenever you see these things on social media about people reverse dieting, you see like, this is what I was at 1200. And this is what I am. Like some people can go up to 2022, whatever, but yeah. nobody shows you what happens in the middle. And I think that's yeah. the part that is less terrifying. If people only knew it's a very slow process. So, that's a really good point because we do, I mean, I know even on on, you know, my handle photos, sometimes people forget, and I've talked about, it's actually messy in the middle, but with reverse dieting, I think people imagine you're just going to jump them up and they're going right. to balloon. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's a very slow, right. meticulous process where we right. wait for your body to respond. We, right. I typically, as you remember, I would wait and say, I need you to tell me when right. you're hungry. And right. I remember a couple of weeks in, you were like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And you increased yeah. my macros and I'm getting hungry. So then yeah. we would bump them up again. Right. Because when you came, I want to say you were on like 1,200 mm. calories, maybe Probably even 1,000. It was pretty low. <laughs> so we bumped them. And then your body responds to that mm -hmm. because your body has certain needs. It, it needs right. certain proteins, fats, and carbs for different jobs. So when you start to give it what it needs, mm. it's like mm -hmm. a kid. Yeah. A kid. If you only like are negative towards a kid, the kid's yeah. not going to do what you want. They're not going to respond. They're not going to feel loved. And right. it's not going to be a good relationship. No. If you show a child love and affection and you listen and you do all these things and you give the child what it needs, mm -hmm. they're going to respond. They're going right. to listen to you. I mean, <laughs> relative, right. not a two-year-old. But, <laughs> but you know, they're going to respond to you. They're going to respect you. And you're going to have right. a better relationship with that child. Right. And that's what happens with food, with right. our bodies as well, you know is that right. we're going to respond better if we're fueling properly, if we're taking care of our bodies, if we're giving it the things it needs. Right. Everything can be taken care of, everything right. from the BMR to like our exercise activity. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I don't need this extra weight because she's doing what she needs to, mm -hmm. to fuel me properly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So once we started moving your numbers up, I remember, um, I think we moved them up a handful of times mm -hmm. and we started increasing your carbs and your mind was like mm -hmm. blown that like carbs were, ma <laughs> were making you get more like, cut. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, I, I think I shared like your six week photo because you, you know, looked different and you were mm -hmm. leaning out on more food. Mm -hmm. So as a program went in, what did you learn? What do you now feel about food and understanding like how the body works and how food is fuel? And like, what do you know mm. now compared to before where I felt like before you were yo-yoing, you're doing different mm. diets, mm -hmm. you were super small and then you'd gain and then you'd mm. lose. And it was kind mm. of. Sucked, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Sucked. what's hard for people is they jump on a diet and you're enthused yeah. And then like, you're like, oh, I can't maintain this. And so right. then you lose right. it and then you feel right. like a failure. So you jump on another one and it's like, right. we got to find a lifestyle. A lifestyle's right. in the middle, a lifestyle right. I can do forever. Right. And that's the thing. And I think that's where I've kind of realized like, 
okay, you know, like I'm very happy with where I am now and I'm very happy with, you know, like if you want to have pizza, you know, you can have pizza. Like it's okay. Like there's all this wonderful stuff in the world, but I feel it's, it's this weight off my shoulders that I just don't, I eat healthy. Like I'm not just saying like, I'm just like, no, I understand. You're like me. We're 80, 20 people through and through. Yeah. And it's such a wonderful feeling to be able like, okay, this is the other thing like that. Cause you don't fear it. Before no. you would fear it, you'd have yes. a piece of pizza and you'd fear it. Yeah. And so or you'd have a piece of pizza and then you end up having, you know, ice cream. And then you <laughs> the entire, yeah. You know, yeah. That is the beauty of reverse dieting is it yeah. teaches you not to fear food because yeah. you see food as fuel and your friend right. instead of the right. enemy. Right. I mean, now just thinking about it and I didn't even remember that I did this. Like we have brunch together every Sunday. And I remember years ago, I was like, I used to bring my own food. I'm like, what did my family think of me? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you know, and now I'm like, what, ma, hand me the pasta. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a wonderful feeling knowing that you're not, and that's the other thing too, not knowing you're not like, because I used to do, you know, uh, have a cheat day or whatever. I'm like, friggin' A, like I've only got three more, you know, minutes until it's midnight. I better get yes, everything and you lose today, your you know? mind. Yes. I'm like, because tomorrow we're going to I'd always call it a food coma the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like, some people are hungover. I am yes. in a food coma. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, what? And then you're like, okay, now I'm eating celery sticks and carrots. Like, yeah. Huh, and it's, it's just a terrible it. cycle. No, it's, it's no, a it cycle until it. you break out of that into a true reverse mm-hmm. and change your mindset on food. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been so great because especially too, like when you're around other people, you want to be part of celebration. You want to be part of it. Like, like I said, you're not going to go down and eat this enormous thing, but when you have, when you're relaxed around it and you, and you, like you said, you know, it's your, for fuel, you know, it's going to make you feel better. You miss your body function better. And it's just like, you can just sit back and breathe. I mean, I, I actually, ironically, um, make all the desserts at our business and it's like, people would be like, well, have you tried that? And I'd be like, uh-huh. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I only have the smallest bit of what I, you know, made. And yeah. that's a horrible way to be. And now I'm like, shoot, if I want a cookie, I'm going to have a cookie. And yeah, that, you know? Her family owns, they own a restaurant. So just to make yes. that clear, that owns a restaurant. So the fact that she makes everything and she used to fear it is what mm. she's saying. But now she's like, no, I can try what I make. And I yeah. see that it's normal. And that is kind of how crazy is that? <laughs> I I get it. I get it. But that's that's the misconception. That's the diet trap. Yeah. That it's all or nothing. It's yeah, I'm gonna right. eat twenty seven cookies or I'm gonna eat right. literally a quarter of a cookie and then I'm gonna eat carrots for the next <laughs> seven days. <laughs> right. And when I when I can get people to believe in this concept of reverse mm-hmm. dieting and that like they don't have to be perfect, like there is yeah. truly moderation when I can get them to shift their mind. Yeah. Th- I feel like it opens the doors for them where they realize yeah. I I can be healthy. Yeah. I can be fit. I can yeah. feel good because a lot of it is not feeling good. Think about it when you're yo-yoing yeah. or when you're high or when you're really low, like you just don't feel great. So like mm-hmm. you can be in that happy medium yeah. and it's easier for people to not the next day bash themselves. So some of that guilt, like, do you right, experience the right, guilt you right, used to right. when you used to overeat? Like, do you experience that guilt anymore? Or what's that like? Um, no, no. Or under eat. Yeah. Go, yeah. No, because I just go, okay, well, what's the next? Where do you, you know, it's not like I'm like, okay, I had that chocolate cake. Now we're just having a lettuce leaf for the next, you know, meal or whatever you go. All right, well, let me make, I mean, there's no good, there's no bad, but obviously there's more nutritious 
foods versus yes. others. And so it's just like, okay, well, we realize the next step. Like, and it's, it's funny because too, that's something that was really eye opening is that when you allow yourself and that you heard people say this, I'm like, I don't believe you. Once you allow yourself, you just don't want it anymore. And it's so true. It's so different because if you can't have it, you're like, oh my God, I dream of cookies. And now I'm just like, meh. It's so true because it fires in your brain over and over and over again when you tell yourself you can't have it. And your point is perfect in that when you have something that's maybe not the healthiest, you're like, okay, no big deal. Next meal, I'll just make healthier. Yeah. End of story. No, no reason to overthink it. No reason to feel bad. No reason to shame yourself. No reason to go stick your face in the cake. (laughs) No reason to then not have cake for a year and a half. Right. Right. You know, it's a happy medium. Yeah. A hundred percent. And also too, I think I've also gotten to a point, like, like I said, I, I love my workouts. I'm blessed. Like I'm very happy with the way I look, but you also realize, realize there's a point like, okay, are those like five pounds to get me like super tight abs worth it? Like, are you, am I going to have to go really crazy and miss out on family stuff just for that? Or am I going to still feel really good in my clothes, really happy with the way I look? And I can do that, you know, and I can have that leeway and I can do that 80, 20. And I think that was also another thing. Like, what am I, what am I fighting for? What am I, where am I trying to go? You know, like, I love that. It's worth so much more than that. I love, love, (laughs) love that. I've had people ask me before, um, why don't you do competitions? Why don't you do this or that? And I'm like, because I'm not willing to give up yeah. things that I enjoy in my, in my life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. In my life and with my kids and with yeah. my husband and things to do that. Like, yeah. And I think we sometimes forget that, that we're like, what, what are you chasing? Right. What are you chasing? Right. Is what right. you're chasing going to truly make you healthier, which sometimes it is, you know, when right. there's, when you have high blood pressure or you're, Absolutely. you know, pre-diabetic or there's Absolutely. tons of weight. Yes, that's okay. But are we chasing that five pounds? Is that right. effective? Is that five right. pounds even matter? Right. No, right. Like, right. It doesn't. Like sometimes I have literally had, <laughs> I've had people come to me and be like, I need to lose three pounds. And I'm like, I'm not the trainer for you. <laughs> Three pounds. Wow. <laughs> because I'm like, sister, you are not. <laughs> that's wow. not that's not my place because I believe in moderation. But I love yeah. that you say that. So even for anyone to think like, what am I chasing? Is what I'm chasing truly healthy? Yeah. Or is what I'm chasing an obsession? Yeah. I mean, we all have those pants or whatever. I mean, I don't anymore because I was very happy to get rid of them. But like that outfit in the closet, like, you know, you're never going to wear those again. You know, they're never going to fit it. Like, what's the point? Just get rid of them. Oh, I talk about that, how they're hanging over your head like a dagger. He's like, just throw them away. Just throw them away. You do not need them. Thank you so much for coming on. I just wanted to share your story because I knew that you had been you know, you had yo-yoed, you had had some experience. And I loved that you just like embraced the concept, you saw changes, Mm. and it became a very healthy experience. And even now, I mean, what we worked together like two years ago, and you're still very balanced and healthy and, you know, feel great and look great and are happy. And that's where we want to be. Thank you again so much, Yvette. No, thank you. All right. So the point of both of these stories that I've told you today on the podcast And I know that this podcast was a little bit different, but I wanted you to hear the voice of someone who had reverse dieted like Yvette. I think it's important to realize that she had yo-yoed. She had done multiple different things. She tried different diets. She'd been very small. She'd gained weight. She'd done this. She'd done that. And she's had people tell her things that were totally incorrect and hurtful, yet she realized balance is real. Balance works. I can find a happy medium. I feel like this is an issue that is a major struggle 
for especially women. And so I just want you to think about your life and if there's a chance that maybe you may be under eating, if there's a chance that you are maybe over obsessed with trying to do things perfectly or like a certain number on the scale, like she said, a couple pounds, like, is that honestly worth it? Or are you truly living a healthy lifestyle where your focus is fueling your body and making it function at an optimal level where we feel good and we feel powerful? Because if we're yo-yo dieting, if we're under eating, then overeating, it's really hard because it affects our self-confidence and our self-esteem because we feel like failures. And again, as I said, it's the diet trap. You're not the failure. It's not your willpower. It's that your diet is not set up correctly. So I want you to think about that. I want you to go back to those other episodes on reverse dieting and really think about, are you someone who is under eating? And if you can slowly start raising your intake, slowly over time, increasing and changing your mindset around food, because I promise you on my life, I promise you on like everything I own, if you can shift your mind and start seeing food that way, you will have success. You will feel better. You will feel more confident. You will feel more powerful and you will truly have a healthier relationship with food and yourself and with fitness. I truly hope this episode was helpful for you to learn to recognize the extreme diet trap and how that yo-yoing is not helping you long-term to live a truly healthy and fit life. So I hope that you learned from this. I hope it's kind of opened your eyes or got you thinking. If it was helpful, I always appreciate if you share the podcast on your social media and don't forget to tag me. I look for those in my DMs every single day. I I really, really appreciate them. And also don't forget to write a review. The reviews help the podcast grow and it helps me be able to record more episodes and get more help in doing them. So I really appreciate your reviews as well. Don't forget to subscribe at the top of wherever you are listening to this podcast so that you get an automatic download every single Wednesday for every new episode. As always, don't be hard on yourself. You're doing better than you think you are. And we'll chat next week.